Hello and welcome to the Experimentalist Podcast. I'm Ogilvy Straight. This is session 31. And it's a nice one to remember because I've got some new equipment up in this one. So it's uh, it's right there. You can hear it. It's humorous to me because this is literally the first notes and everything that I played on this thing. This is a Moog type of deal. It's an app on my iPad that I can play my Korg and operate my iPad with my Korg MIDI. This is probably second grade level shit to some people. But I don't I gotta stop worrying about that. This is just what I'm checking out for the first time. So Anyway, let me bring everything up here, and we'll just listen to this, see how weird this new device is that I've got going now. Um, I visited the Moog factory in Asheville, North Carolina. It was dope. to do this for hours just sit here and think listen to some music I just made know that I was able to do it and I don't mean playing I can play 
and trying to do something weird at the same time. Not completely unique, trust me, I know, but still weird. I want to play. But I just realized that I want to hear it, too. I rarely ever did that. The experience playing is so thrilling that I'm experiencing that. I barely get time to think while I'm doing it, so hearing it too, that's next to impossible. Then I thought, what if I record it? So I think, that sounds like a pretty good idea. I play it, I seem to like that. Being able to listen back to it doesn't sound like an all too terrible idea. But then the realization kicks in. Comes in the form of a question. What if it actually sounds bad? What do you mean? You just thought it was a pretty good idea. It is a good idea. It sounds like one, but it isn't. When you're playing, you're liking it. You're having a great time. But when you sit back and you listen to some crummy recording of it, you're liable to give it up completely. No way! Oh yeah. And you'll feel bad about it. You'll hate yourself for it. And when it's all said and done, you won't forgive yourself. Know what you'll do?
get out of this tight pants thing. This belt's too tight. This collar. I mean, no one's here. Can I break this part of my personality? Man, that's weird. That's almost like me saying that I don't want to be me. That's not fair. That's not fair to me. Now, I'm not saying that I'm all that or whatever. I'm just saying. I don't know. I can't really say what I mean. I mean, I mean what I say. It's just, I can't, well, you know. had this friend, Jerry? Yeah. He was a sweaty bastard. I don't mean he was abandoned by his dad. He was just sweaty as shit. And I don't mean to say that shit is sweaty as balls. I just mean, well, maybe on blacktop on a hot sunny day, but his shit stank. It's like, if you took a bastard, and I'm not talking Jerry, I'm talking a real, a real, a real fatherless child and dunked it in a pile of steaming, sweaty shit and then put that in an oven on broil in a kitchen that's got no smoke alarm you've got yourself some rank shit does it ranks right up there with the best the best around never gonna stop the choir
dream. Oh, the dream. The dream is being the man you want to be. The guy you would be if you could be. You think of a perfect scenario. And you got that in your head. And then you look to see how far away from that scenario you are. But it is impossible to accurately judge exactly how far from a situation you actually are. And that's because the closer you get to anything, the more obvious its flaws. From outer space, Earth looks like a beautiful, harmonious place. See what I mean? Earth people, New York and California. A green-headed, goopy creature shouted. I thought, I must be dreaming. I was having a rough time in this world. I felt, first and foremost, that 1996 was a crucial and sometimes overlooked period of hip-hop history. That took up most of my time. It's hard keeping any conversation going with a noise like that going on in the dome. But there's some grooves from that particular era that are as good as yoga. So yeah, I can say it was a rough time. And this green-headed monster wasn't calming things down either. Timint leaned over to me and said something in another language that I couldn't understand. He was new in town and hadn't gotten a grasp of the lingo. I shrugged and he turned into a plant. Right then, I had the classic track Whatever Man from Red Man's Muddy Waters pumping in my ears. I looked around for a volume knob, but I wasn't wearing any headphones. It was a memory. Then I realized that it was... It really was a dream. I took a second to look at myself and check myself out before I woke up, crooked in a couple of blankets, distorted, twisted, and smelling kind of funky. I often think of that guy. The guy I dreamt was me.
why do I feel like I need to address this from time to time? And maybe I got a couple minutes left in this section or something like that. And I don't know. The thing is, it's somewhat strange creating these episodes and putting them out online. I know I've said it before, uh, <laughs> but I don't always know what I'm doing. But if I didn't spend a little time each week playing and recording something, I wouldn't get to... I've got to have a way... I can check up on myself and analyze what I'm doing and see if it's going anywhere. The real trouble spot is that it's easy to find the flaws, the inconsistencies, the times where I'm trying to get to something that might be good, but I also want it to be good. And sometimes that want gets in the way and things start to sound not the way I want them to. It's like that with the playing. It's like that with this additional commentary. It can be that that way just in life, in normal conversations. You ever tell a joke and mess it up completely like, before you even get to the punchline, you're trying to set it up and you fumble through some of the, uh, the like the details. You try to restart and say, no, wait, 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 hold up. It was a marmoset. A marmoset, not a 2,000-pound gorilla. And you can't even go on. You, you lose interest before the people you're telling it to. So they're still kind of hanging on, hoping you can at least get through it. That's how I feel with this podcast sometimes. Actually, deep down, it would still feel good at the end of the day if that's where it was at. If you're on the other end listening, just hoping I'll finish and get to the music... I'd still be all right with that. It really depends on the music, how much I talk. I'm kind of doing it now is like, for probably the last five episodes or so is I'll play a well, I'll play and record a chunk of music and then I'll open the track on the computer and I'll quickly kind of peruse through it. I mean, I've just played it, so I should remember the key moments and what I liked and what I want to check back on. So I'll kind of pop through that, listening to a few spots every couple of minutes. If something sticks out, I'll take a note of it. I'll pretty much make all the temporary fade-ins and fade-outs when I actually do the recorded listen-back and do the vocal commentary. I try to stick to those fades 
you know, for the most part. It gives me durations of time that I have to fill with stories or whatever. I find it to be a huge challenge, and for the most part, I like trying to do that, you know, through an episode. I feel like I can go from trying to goof around and then, you know, even take it somewhere absurd to feeling like I want to get into some truths. And listening back when I'm mixing, sometimes that gets strange because that's when I can come around to thoughts of whether I like it or not. This particular podcast, do I mean everything that I've said? That comes up a lot, and the answer is no. I don't mean everything. It's just that I'm talking. I'm speaking and thinking. And it's going by pretty fast, and I'm trying to be conscious of how it fits with the music. Usually never does. And the worst part is that I'm saying all of this. It starts to sound like I'm complaining, and... I can say for absolute real that I treasure the fact that I can even do this experiment. I do have a theory that I will discover something great through all of this. Well, I mean, that's like the hope. I guess a true experiment has the possibility of what you want you hypothesize and you know that not being the case but that's what it's like being an experimentalist so um you know mainly i'm just trying to get (laughs) get to the point where i can just say what i want to um but it's cool because uh if i can get my speaking voice may all start to work together. It may become something. I'm going to take this quick moment to thank whoever's listening at this point. I know it's a very small number of people tuning in, but I appreciate it insanely. And I think it's just cool when you think about how gigantic this universe is. 
whoever is listening to this, that small number of people is like pretty special or something like that, right? But um, it's not the end of the show. Um, but that was the most pumped up part of the music, and I usually like to do the sign off and thanks during that. Here's a weird story about us. We've never met. You are probably not real. If you are, then you're not exactly the person that I'm speaking to right now. You're just intercepting this message. But you, the person I mean, are someone I will never meet. In fact, if you're hearing this, then I no longer exist. I change often. I've never died, but most pieces of me have drifted off and become bits of other things, other organisms, even other people. You know, I saw a photo of myself from not too long ago, probably several years, and surprisingly, it resembled me but it was not it had memories that I've forgotten it had hopes that never came true it's gone and I'm here I'm recording this message to attempt to reach I think a ghost A ghost for me, 
but to you, probably a real thing. See, I'm just imagining you, and... Do I think that one day you'll be real? Yeah, but... With time being what it is... We'll never have the chance to see... To... Communicate. To even... Recognize. We'll just have to keep imagining in opposite directions and make the connections ourselves. So that is my new gadget. There's a solo there from this new Moog little iPad-y gadget doodadder up in this jinx. Um, so that's, I mean, that's just me playing around with it. I don't know how to come up with a real, like, musical idea on there. Besides, like, I mean, not that what I did wasn't musical ideas, but, um, I haven't rehearsed on that thing at all, so that, like, literally everything there, all these weird noises are the first time that I'm messing around with this, and I think that's cool just because that's just, uh, a moment in history. Hopefully my life lasts longer than it doesn't last. That's kind of impossible. But anyway, more from that stuff. Um, yeah, see ya next time. Enjoy yourself.
Now, if you're curious about the evening's refreshment, it was the Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale, which is something that, I mean, this is like a, something I would keep in my fridge, like a 12-pack of it. Well, I will warn you, though, um, you need to pour these carefully because they have some kind of yeasty junk up in the can. So don't pour that in your glass. That's what I'm saying. All right, everybody, take it easy. Thanks again. Ogilvy Street, Experimentalist Podcast. Here's a couple more minutes of this slow jam, and I'll see you next week. Peace.